Hey, 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 one love. How are we doing today? And welcome to another episode of Wonderful Wednesdays. I don't say this enough. Thank you for listening. I appreciate every single listener, anyone who take time to listen to what your girl got to say. Now, this is the first week of the month. This is our word week. And technically on my calendar, I had already written down a scripture that I wanted to share for this week. So um, I'm going to share that. Um, but the last few days, I've been in Psalms. And it's been so uplifting to me that I wanted to share some of the verses that I've been reading over and over again. Basically, Psalms 138 through 150, mainly more so like I've been reading more so like 138 through like probably like 142, I think it is maybe. But and it's all talking about praising and how the benefits and the joy, like just just continuing to praise God. And that's something that I love to do, but I hadn't been doing it as much. So when I was led back to Psalms, it was right on time. When I tell you right on time, I mean it was right on time. So we're gonna hop right into the word. Um, what I'm gonna do, so um, what we're gonna do today is this might be a little bit back and forth because there are two scriptures in my, well, two, there's two scriptures in mind that I really, really wanna share on this word week. And again, the goal, if you are new to listening or when you first listen to this episode, if you're not aware of why we do the word week, it's because um, each week of the month have a theme or something that I believe to be beneficial. And I believe that if we always put God first, you know, we send forth his praise and we be mindful of his word that if we keep that for the day, for the week, for the month, things can begin to change in our lives. And according to the word, the word that I'm gonna share with, with you today, that's exactly what it's pretty much talking about. So the one that I have written down, I only, I think I've written this down last month, but it was um, Deuteronomy 7 and 1. And again, y'all, we reading from the King James Version, Mama's Bible. It says, when the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land, whether thou goest to possess it, and have cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Havites and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. That was the verse that um, I had written down on my calendar to share with you today. And I believe that what I was studying when I wrote this last month, I was looking at the fact that it listed out seven nations that were greater greater and mightier than the people of God. But it says that when the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land where thou goest to possess it and has cast out many nations before thee. He named all the nations and all those nations, seven nations greater, greater and mightier than thou. But God is the one who is going to deliver them from those seven greater nations. So that make you think and wonder, right? What do you have in your life at this current moment that will equal up to a greater nation than you? Or a greater something that seems like it it should have control over you. Something that seems that you wouldn't be able to change or fix or do anything about. 
What is the thing that make you feel fearful? Or in physical sight, literally, it seems like you can't do anything about it. Now, I want you to think about that, not to list it, but to just think about it. Put it in your forefront. Put it in the forefront of your mind. And just, just think about the thing that may have you feeling depressed or down or have you having an idea of the thoughts that you don't know what you're going to do about it. Right? Now, think about this. When the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land, whither thou goest to possess it, and has cast out many nations before thee. When God do that. It don't say if, but when. So when he cast them out. So all those things, whatever it was that you thought about just now, that's got you feeling like you can't do anything about it, that's got more power than you, that thing that seems like it's holding you down or you don't know how you're going to get around it. Think about the fact that when God shall move you past it, when, just know that it's going to happen. Okay. Now verse two says, and when the Lord thy God shall deliver thee, deliver them before thee and thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them when don't say if but when so whatever it is whatever it seems like whatever the, the thing is it's like i don't know what i'm gonna do about this just know that if you keep your hand in god's hands it will not last it's gonna be there whatever it is it's gonna look like whatever it is but it's got nothing on the god that's in you so that it's got nothing on you and i just say this to encourage you because life is hard and we face many obstacles. We face things as like, oh my goodness, I have nothing, there's nothing I can do about this. And trust me, I know, trust me, I know. But I need you to remember that when God is on your side, there is nothing that can defeat you. When God is on your side, there are no emotions that can overpower and overtake you. Now speaking personally, one of these seven great nations for me is grief. It's, that's the biggest thing I'm battling right now. Sometimes better than others, but sometimes it really, really, really have a strong hold on me. And the only thing that I can remind myself during those moments is that I know God got me. Even when I feel down, I mean, down. And it's like, I want to smile, but I don't have a smile. I want to be happy, but I don't have any joy. I want to feel better. I do, I'm like, I, I want to feel like my old self, but I don't. And it's so heavy. Like, I mean, heavy, 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 heavy. But the thing that never leaves my mind is that I know that it's going to pass. I know that God is going to deliver me from it. I don't know when. Sometimes I don't even know how. But I do know that it's going to happen. And that gives me strength. And I want you to know that you might not know when, you might not know how, but I need you to know that God will always deliver you. Just let him. Sometimes we got to stay in those moments to see what they are, why they're there, what they mean. But don't ever think that you won't get out. And I say this to you as I say it to me, God's word is a double-edged sword. I just read that the other day. But, um, Whatever your 
great nations may be, whether it's family, whether it's difficulty with your children, whether it's marital problems, whether you are being mistreated by somebody wrongfully, abused in any type of way, yeah, I promise you, if you go to God and let him have it, he will deliver you. It doesn't have a date on any of these things. It just says when. So all you need to know is that it will happen. And you just got to stand firm in his word. There's something else I wanted to share with you. It says, verse 9. This is Deuteronomy 7, verse 9. Mm-mm. Oh, no, no, no. Let's go back. Let's go down to 6 real quick. Deuteronomy 7 and 6. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God have chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. I truly believe that's us, okay? So you are a person who are here, going through... Actually, I mean, I do believe God loves all people. But his chosen set apart people, I believe, are us people of color. Of Though if, if you have been involved with, of your ancestors have... You know what? Let me not get distracted. Just, I believe that it's us. Okay. So, um, the Lord, and this is verse seven. The Lord did not send his love upon you, nor choose you because you were more in number than any people. For ye were the fewest of all people. Is that not us? Okay. All right, but because the Lord loved you and because he will keep the oath which he has sworn unto your fathers, have the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Now, haven't you all had some bondmen? I know I have. And the Lord has delivered me and he's going to continue to deliver me. In the same way he's going to continue to deliver you. Verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth, keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. So all you got to do is love him. The God that created all things is the God over your life all you gotta do is let him be the God let him be the capital G of your life of your heart of your home of your mind of your work of your being everything else is taken care of he said it he, he is faithful we know that he faithful we see the sunshine every day the sun comes up just because it's raining don't mean that the sun is not out right the moon it go through its phases but it's there. That's something that he set in place that he have kept going for thousands and thousands of generations. If he's not, if he's not unfaithful in his word and we can look out and see the things that he put in place, we got to know that, he, that that same God will keep the commandments, the covenant that he made with his people. And it says... Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God. Know that. 
regardless of what you see, you know, regardless of what you're facing, regardless of what you feel like, know without a shadow of a doubt that God is God. The faithful God, which keepeth the covenant and mercy with them that love him. He don't desire to play games with you. He's not going to tell you he loves you today and then treat you wrong tomorrow. Just because you experience something that don't mean that God don't love you. It does mean that he's there for you. It does mean that you can call out to him, trust him and depend on him. It does mean that you can know for a fact and without a shadow of a doubt that he's going to deliver you. All you got to do is love him. See, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. The scripture says, if you love me, you'll obey me. So if you love him and you keep his commandments, you have to worry about nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's taken care of. It's fixed. It's handled. All you got to do is trust him. All you got to do is trust him enough to know that it's done. And in the process of trusting, this is what I got got from Psalms. This 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 is the, the best part right here. In the process of trusting, what do you do? Why you why you waiting for him to come and fix the problem for you? What do you do? You don't sit down and cry and wonder and worry. No, that's not the answer. So while you facing your situation, well, I mean like facing like it's right in front of you. That don't mean you gotta go out there and try to solve it. However, it does mean that God has given us power and authority. So we move within the authority that he's given us. We walk boldly in the power that he's bestowed upon us. We don't doubt that. Now, when we get to the ledge and we, we, when we reach the point of, you know, this is as far as we can go with our power and authority that he's given us, we trust him to do the rest. So while we trust in him, while we've done all that we're supposed to do, because remember, God never designed us to be stagnant. He never designed us to be, um, what's the word? Uh, unproductive. He never told you to just, oh, go lay around, do nothing, and I'll take care of everything. There are things that we are supposed to do within our power because look, just look at the example of Jesus, okay? Jesus wasn't lazy. He wasn't someone that sat around, did nothing all day. He worked to help people. Like, he helped build homes. He, he worked to help people. That With the energy and the strength that the physical body that God gave him, that he, all that ability that he had from just him being a healthy man he put that strength to good use in the name of God sometimes I think that we forget that we are supposed to be trusting and depending on God and moving and doing things according to his will so I want you to know that just because the battle get too far like when once it's beyond your control you leave that in God's hands but you are supposed to do the things that are within your power to do, okay? He never told us to sit around and do and do nothing. He said it won't be easy, but he did give us the strength to make it through. So if something is not easy, that means that there's something, there's a task that's difficult for us to handle. It don't mean we can't handle it. Just because it's difficult don't mean you can't handle it. But go through it with grace, but more importantly, go through it with praise. And this is what we're supposed to do while we're waiting for him to fix the big problems. Y'all, we praise. We praise, we praise. Psalms 147, praise ye the Lord. For it is good to sing praises unto our God. For it is pleasant and praises comely. 
147.2. Comely is beautiful. Should have known that. <laughs> Praise is beautiful. And it is amazingly uplifting. So, okay. Um, like I said, I've been praising a lot more lately. I've had a little, like a, a, a some time in between where I used to praise all the time. And then I kind of got distracted and like working and doing all this other stuff. So I've been back into my praising daily, all day, as much as I possibly can. It is so uplifting. Now, when I praise, it's personal. And I believe that that's how it's supposed to be with everybody. And as I'm singing these songs, I often change the words. There are very few gospels, I don't know, probably one that I can sing as it is because my relationship with the Lord is my experiences. And my praises have to reflect that because I mean what I say and I say what I mean, especially when I'm talking to my father who knew me. Praise is not supposed to be something that's just repeated verbatim. And as a matter of fact, I was just reading a song that says, sing to the Lord a new song. I make him up songs. But I also alter the songs that I do like that I can relate to. And honestly, I feel like they're kind of better songs. It's just, I'm just saying. But <laughs> um, when we do that and we think about what he's done in our lives. So as I'm praising, I'm like, the other day, I, and it's not that I forgot, but I just hadn't really thought about it. When I was in, oh my gosh, I was in such a good praise. I thought about the fact that I'm like, Lord, you have bought me from nothing. Now, I'm not just talking about when I was born, nothing. You know, come here with nothing. Like, after my divorce, y'all, me and Mar had nothing. Like, nothing. We had our clothes and bags. We didn't have a place to stay. Thank God for my sister and family. But, like, we had nothing. And I look at my life now, I don't have everything. I have no desire to have everything. My father has moved me literally from one place to the next. And when I look at those just the years in between, some of the things that he moved out of the way were not easy to deal with them being gone. Sometimes they were painful emotionally, sometimes physically. Like the fact that I have fibromyalgia, I sometimes have flare-ups that really shut me down. Through the grace of God, I'm able to provide for this young man by myself. Like without the help of anyone else, it's just me and God here. To know that we have somewhere to lay our heads, that he has made a way. I don't struggle to have that done. We, we, we're not struggling to have what we have and that is worth praise. Just think about any and everything that God has delivered you from that give you confidence to know that there's nothing in the future that he won't deliver you from so whatever you're going through whatever you when you see someone someone else going through something and maybe a loved one is struggling at the moment pray with them pray for them encourage them to pray praise with them praise for them encourage them to praise know without a shadow of a doubt that God is there and be there for the person it, it, as much as you can emotionally spiritually physically do what you can the key to that is to not try to step into God's place in that life though 
you do whatever the Lord leads you to do, but you don't do any more than that because you're supposed to be trusting God for them. They're supposed to be trusting God for themselves. And when we depend on people, we go wrong. And that is our biggest mistake. It's not that the person let you down, it's that you put the faith that you're supposed to have in God, you put that in that person. And it's not that they were wrong for lying to you or saying it was going to do something that they didn't do. People are malicious. People can be mean. However, they cannot do any of those things to you unless you give them that grace, that faith, that dependency that you supposed to have in God and God alone. You may not know how God is going to turn things for you. You may not know how he's going to fight your battle. You may not know how he's going to deliver you, but it's not for you to know. It's only for you to trust that it's done. Now, I remember when I was, I left Walmart already. I was driving for Lyft and handing out my business cards. And I remember instances where I'm like, okay, well, no, I can't go do that to help this person. No, because I got to do this, 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 this. Oh, no, I can't do that. I can't, I can't waste my time over here right now because I got to go get this money. Instead of me trusting God, instead of me doing what he put on my heart to do, I went out trying to fix it myself. I'm like, well, people offering me, like, let me help you. No, no, I got, no, I got, I got this. I'm going to at least try. And there's nothing wrong with trying. But when your trying becomes the thing that you depend on more than God, that's when there's something wrong with trying. Every time I've done that, I put myself in a position to, to be my God. What God can I be when I can't fix anything? I can try. And I did try. I tried hard. Like, I went hard. Ended up with nothing. Wondering why. I could not figure out what the heck. I'm like, what? I'm trying, Lord. What am I supposed to do? He's like, yeah, but, you, but you're not trusting me. You're not depending on me. I didn't tell you to do those things. I told you to wait. And a lot of times God just tell us to wait. And we're so adamant about having things our way that we can't wait. We can't just sit and know that it's going to be taken care of. When you think about Moses and, and the Israelites at the Red Sea, they couldn't do nothing but wait. They couldn't do nothing but wait until God parted the waters. They couldn't do nothing but wait until God sent the firestorm to hold off the Egyptians. They couldn't do nothing but wait. Sometimes that's all we got to do. But we get so stuck in believing that things are supposed to go the way we feel like they should go. In a way that make us comfortable. In a way that make us look the best. In a way that make us feel the best. There ain't nowhere in his word that said that that's how life was going to be. So while you're waiting, praise him. Praise him. Trust him. Depend on him. He will not let you down. Key point. When I say he won't let you down, it don't mean that he won't let you fall. You may fall. You may find yourself at the bottom of your emotional barrel, of your physical barrel, of your financial barrel, of your living barrel. You might find yourself at the bottom. That don't mean that God gave up on you. It don't mean that he didn't have your back and it don't mean that he's not still working it out for you. I've fallen. I've been at the bottom of every barrel that you can think of. And that don't mean that I don't have more bottoms to face. But I do know that the God that I serve, the God that has not let me down, he will continue to hold me up. Being at the bottom of a financial barrel is not the end for you. Money come and money go. What's money 
to the king? What's money to the creator of all things? What's money to the giver of life? The scripture says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So what's your, what's your money is nothing to God. And it don't need to be everything to you. Because sometimes that's us keeping ourselves in a predicament. Because we feel like we got to do whatever it takes to get that. But we don't. If you're at the bottom of your emotional barrel, that's not the end for you. Doesn't have to be. There's no place you can be that God can't deliver you from. So don't think that because it didn't go the way you wanted that he let you down because that's not true. Sometimes we have to lose out on the things that we value the most just to get the thing that actually is valuable to us. Just because we value something don't mean that it's valuable to us. A lot of times we hang on, we cleave to the things that bring us the most distress because it's not what we're really supposed to have, but it look nice, it feel nice. Yeah, I want that. And we hold on to it to our own detriment. That's not God's doing. Once we realize these things and we turn away and we start to trust him and depend on him and walk in a different light, completely ignore thoughts, opinions, and emotions about other people. They might not like it. Sometimes when you decide that you're going to turn over a new leaf, that means you're going to have to stop doing certain things that other people benefited from you doing. No, they're not going to like it. They're going to feel some type of way. Their emotions going to be all over the place. They're going to try to scare you back into doing whatever it was doing or negatively impact you with talking mean to you. They're going to try everything, but are you going to depend on them or God? Are you going to depend on your past situations or God? If you want a life that will be so different than you could have ever imagined, walking and doing things that people people told you you can do. You know how many people told me I wouldn't have this business up and running? Oh no, you got to have this and that and that. Well, in God, all lemons are lemonade. I never did build up enough clientele to have a space where I can pay that type of money in. I never did. But I have an up and running business that pays all of my bills to God be the glory. So don't ever try to put God in a box. He don't work according to what other people say something need to be. You just stay in him, trust him, and let him guide your steps let him order your steps i also want to share psalms 147 verse 5 <clears throat> great is our lord and of great power his understanding is infinite verse 6 the lord lifteth up the meek he casteth the wicked down to the ground verse 7 sing unto the lord with thanksgiving sing praise on mm, sing praise upon the harp unto our God. Verse 8, who covereth the heaven with clouds, who prepareth rain for the earth, who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains. So if God do all these things for the earth, we know we couldn't survive without rain. Flowers can't survive without rain. Animals need rain. We all need water. God make it rain. The clouds give us shade. The clouds do a lot. God provided that. So when I read these verses, talk about the clouds and preparing the rain to make the grass grow upon the mountains, that's him taking care of his earth, which we came from. He created us and only us did he give the power and authority. Only us, only us human beings were made in his image and in his likeness. So if he can take care of the earth, 
how much more will he take care of his people, his his beings? He will. There's no doubt about it. I just need you to trust him. I just need you to know that he got your back. Not in a way in which you want him to have it. Yo, we got to let go of that ego, y'all. We are so egotistical that we think that it's supposed to be our way. I don't care how many times you, you've been told your way is the way. I don't care how much you think you know everything. You don't. We don't. And I really feel that our biggest hindrance sometimes is the fact that we're not willing to learn. We just believe that it's supposed to be the way we think. And that's why we're wrong a lot of times. And we get angry when we're wrong and we blame other people, we blame this and that and that, but it's just the fact that we were wrong. Ain't it wrong being wrong. You learn when you're wrong. So that is the word week for the month of July. I pray that it touched the hearts and the minds of all who hear it. Trust them. Know that he is listening. Know that he's there. Thank you all for listening. Thank you so much. Um, the funny thing is, I we don't have a lot of listeners right now. And I don't think that this is going to be something that's going to, you know, reach out right now. But I do believe there will be a time where the people who God sent, it will be good for them. But, you know, it's all in God's hands either way. But I thank you for listening. And I'm so grateful that you take your time to spend a little time with your girl. I appreciate you all. Great day, beautiful people.